Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Well, it's good to be uh, uh, the other way and focus on the singles. All my single people. This one's for you. Amen. So I'm going to invite my beautiful wife to come up and uh, we're going to jump straight into it. But before we start, I just want to share a few statistics uh, with you. The first one that I have here with me, in fact, let's hold our Bible. I forgot to do this in the first service. Lift it up real high. This is my Bible. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter. A doer, not just a hearer. Today, I will learn from God's word. And my life will never be the same. Because faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. When I was in uh, Denver and I met with Roy. Some of you saw Roy in the news, uh, faith news last week. And... Uh, you know, Roy was asking me, he said, there's that thing you say sometimes when you don't say it today. What's that thing? Umfla, umfla, umfla. I said, dude, that's umflange. <laughs> so he asked me, he says, can you say something in clicks? So I just came up with something. Just <laughs> and he says, what's that? I said, I don't know. <laughs> I told him, I said, out of a population of a billion people on the continent, only about one million speak a language with clicks. But because Black Panther is here, the movie, and y'all want clicks, I give you clicks. <laughs> Amen? We're going to jump straight into it. The first statistic that I have for you this morning is that 91% of the global population will at one point get married. 91%. Think about it. That means all of us in here at one point or the other get married. Amen? So the issue ceases to become, am I going to get married? But it becomes, who am I going to get married to? Amen? Amen? And that's critical. It's very, very, very important as we get into our subject for today. And basically, our subject for today is to present with the singles, with what my wife and I like to call it, the singles readiness quiz. Man, you need to go through these 10 questions and answer them successfully uh, for you to know that you are ready to uh, mingle in your single. Amen? Because everybody is single, but not everybody is ready. Everybody is single, and not everybody is available. And there is a difference between you know, just being single and also being available. Amen? So we're going to jump straight into it, and this is the singles readiness quiz. So my wife is going to read the first point to you, and we're going to jump into it. Amen. Amen. So the first point is, I know what I want. I have a clear vision for my life and my relationship. I can envision my perfect life in rich detail that feels strong, very real, and keeps me motivated. So the most Im important thing for any single person here this morning, can I see the singles? Just lift your hand if you're single. Just lift your hand. Not if you, see, I, I know some, people, some of you have boyfriends and you're like, Pastor, I'm not, no, you're single. If you're not married. I'm talking to you. So, one more time. Can I see all the single people in the house? Amen. 
the most important thing, the foundational thing that you should have is a vision for your life. The Bible says where there is no vision, people cast off restraint. Or where there is no vision, people become ill-disciplined or undisciplined. Where there is no vision, anything goes. And it's sad to say most single people have no vision for their lives. You know, I usually talk to a lot of people and I ask them, what's your New Year's resolution? What's your plan for this year? And most single people, unfortunately, just say, well, pastor, just whatever comes my way. Um, you know, um, whatever happens, happens. They don't have a vision for their lives. And the Bible says without a vision, not only do you cast off restraint, the Bible says also people perish for a lack of vision. You die, your dreams die. You know, you die on the inside. And you need to have a vision. You need to know exactly what you want before you go out there and start looking, you know, for someone to be with. Because guess what? If you don't know what you want, if you're in confusion, man, it will be a mess if you go out there and find someone and bring them into your, you know, confusion and your mess. So the first uh, foundational primary thing that you need to have is a vision for your life. And here I've got to say, unfortunately, I think many ladies, ladies, sorry, I'm naming and shaming you today. I think many ladies are, are probably guilty of this, um, Pastor. I think many women know what they don't want but it's very difficult for them to articulate what they do want. And, and, and the challenge with this is that when they get into a relationship, they can, a man can never really satisfy them. Why? Because not only does he not know what they want, but they also don't know what they want. Hey? And this results in, in, in confusion and, and, and chaos. The Bible says in Genesis 2.18, this is God speaking, the Lord God said, it's not good for the man to be alone, I will make him a helper suitable for him. Two things I want you to focus on here. He says, I will make him a helper. So there's someone coming to help. This is the woman. But guess what? They cannot help if there's nothing you're doing. That needs help. Amen? And if they don't know how to help, it also presents a challenge. You may be doing something really well, but if you don't realize that you need help, guess what? They're going to be in your life and be frustrated without realizing, okay, which part do I play? You know? And he says here, the helper that I'm bringing is the one that's suitable for you. You know? And the helper will be suitable for your vision. It will be someone that comes and they have to be compatible with the vision that God has put in your life. Otherwise, you don't need any help. So the first thing is to know what your vision is. You need to at least be shooting at something. Yeah. You know, because most people shoot at nothing and hit it all the time. <laughs> you know, like a wind, have you ever seen in the wind, have you ever seen a leaf just blowing with the wind and just all over? Yeah. You know, whatever comes my way. And for most people who don't have a vision for their life, anything goes, Pastor. You know, I'm just waiting for whoever comes first. If they're walking with two feet and they're breathing, three teeth in their mouth, I'll take them. You know why? Because there is no vision. Yeah. They don't have a foundation that's solid enough for themselves and for their lives. Amen. Yeah. And, and, and to add to that, I always say to many young, um, young people, young ladies in particular, have a vision for your life. So here I'm not talking just about relationships. I'm talking about have a vision for, or have a one-year plan, you know, for your career, for your relationships, for your finances. Have a two-year plan. What is it? Write it down. Make it plain. Put it in front of you. What's your five-year vision for your life? Your 10-year vision 
for your career? Where do you want to go? And what are the things that you need to do in order for you to get there? It's very important that you have these things in front of you and practically that you start actually thinking about them and putting them in front of you. Amen. So we're going to go to the next uh, requirement. So ladies and gentlemen, if you're single and you don't have a vision for your life, you just failed before we started. Okay. So I you may be single, but guess what? You, it means you're not ready yeah. to, to mingle. Yeah. You're not ready to, you know, yeah. uh, start dating. Yeah. Amen? Amen? So have a vision. Have a plan. Okay. Here's the next... Uh, uh, Can I just soften the blow a little okay. bit? I All know, right. okay. you know, if, if you're sitting right here and, you, and you, 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 you're saying to yourself, geez, you know what? I've actually been sleepwalking through my life, okay? Um, I, I, I really haven't known what I want to do, right? It's not too late. It's never too late. Take time out, okay? Take stock of your life. Maybe this afternoon, instead of going out with friends, take some time alone to really think about what it is that I really want. Because if you don't know what you want, how can you know if that thing comes to you? Okay, so take some stock. It's never too late. Okay, number two. Yeah. I know my requirements. This is the important one. I know my requirements. I have a list of at least, okay, at, at least, least 10. 10, okay, 10 non-negotiable requirements. Non-negotiable. <laughs> non-negotiable requirements that are used for screening potential partners. I am clear. I am clear. And that's the operative word. I am clear, very clear actually, yeah. that if any are missing, a relationship will not work for okay. me. That's good. It will not work for me. This is awesome. Uh, about a year ago, my wife, you know, got into the habit of making me watch this show on television. It's probably still airing. Yeah. Uh, it's called Date My Family. I'm not sure you've ever heard of it's Date a good My show. Family. Come on, we all you know, watch it. Date My Family. <laughs> and I used to watch that. You know, my wife used to make me watch that. And here's something that Maybe I Maybe tell them learned. a little bit about the show. Okay. For those, all right. for those who don't know the for show. For those who don't know what they're missing out on. Okay, the purpose of the show is really, um, it's um, either there's a bachelor or there's a bachelorette, and they're presented with three, um, so if you're a bachelor, they're presented with three bachelorettes to choose from, to date, right? Yeah. But they don't actually date the bachelorette, they actually date the family, mm -hmm. and that's actually not a bad thing, right? Because you can actually find out a lot about a person through their family, and once they've dated three families, they then make a decision or a choice about the person that they want to date, okay? So with that and in here's mind... Here's what's interesting about the show. Almost every bachelor or bachelorette that came on, when they were asked about what they're looking for, their requirements, almost every single one of their requirements were superficial. It was stuff like, I want him to be 2.3 meters tall. <laughs> Guess what? Once you say that, you have annihilated about 70% of all the bachelors in the land. Because we are not tall. Yeah. <laughs> or, uh, you know, uh, I want a, a yellow bone. Yeah. Like I want a, man, a half the person. population, yellow bone is a light-skinned person. <laughs> half the population is gone. You know? Or I want someone who is a six-pack. Yeah. I mean, dude, 95% of the population is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. So when we say non-negotiable requirements... We're not talking about things that are superficial. We're not talking about things that are perishable, things that change with time. 
Because guess what? There may actually be a, a, a seven foot and a six pack, but I can guarantee you, once you start cooking and the food gets going, in about a few years' time, they will be walking around Dunlop. You know what, you know what Dunlop is? When your belly Dunlopped over your belt. So they'll be walking around Dunlopping, but guess what? This has changed, and it's superficial. So these requirements are not based on things that are superficial. These non-negotiable requirements have to be based on things that are morally and ethically and spiritually sound. So it has to do with the character of the person more than, you know, the looks or what you see in a person. Amen? So when we say non-negotiable, we're talking about, you know, this is what usually happens to me when I'm dealing with singles, particularly you know, ladies, they come to me, my wife and I, and they say, Pastor, you know, I, re- I found, I've met this guy. He's really cute, Pastor. Really cute. And he's funny. And there's one small problem. And I say, what the, what's the problem? And they say, he's not a believer. And I'm like, no, that's not a small problem. That's the problem. That's the problem. And it's things like that. Why? Because the Bible says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers is basically saying as a believer you're playing in dangerous grounds if you marry someone who is not a believer and i believe right at the top of your requirements you should write they must be a believer you know number one and they must be someone who is faithfully attending church because remember we said uh, i think this statistic was given three weeks ago that of all the couples that get married 50% 50% end up in a divorce. But that statistic changes when they read the Bible together, when they pray together, when they faithfully attend church together, from one out of every two to one out of every 1,500. So we're not just throwing stuff out. This is stuff that will make your relationship and your marriage sustainable. It will make it long term and you happily be married ever after. Amen? So you need to have a list of requirements that are not superficial. But a list of requirements that are based on character. You know, are they kind? Are they generous? Do they respect authority? Or are they just indifferent? How do they respond in traffic when someone cuts them? That's a big one. Because guess what? The same way they respond in traffic is how they're going to respond to you when you have a disagreement in marriage. So those are the things that you should look at. You should look at, you know, the the character instead of just these superficial things. Amen? Amen. And I also want to add something about the the C word uh, in relationships, uh, the compromise, right? And and a lot of times we, once again, you know, when we counsel a a lot of couples, even singles, you know, we get asked the question, what about, uh, what about compromise, right? Isn't, isn't a relationship always, always about compromise? I mean, if my guy doesn't meet uh, all my non-superficial requirements, maybe I need to cut him some slag, right? I mean, if he doesn't go to church, I mean, it's okay, right? You know, um, he's almost what I want. And, and, and we always say this to them, that a requirement that is not met will ultimately cause your relationship to fail, Okay. So if you've got your, ten, your list of 10 non-superficial requirements, if you compromise on even one of them, and that requirement is not met, you're going to be in for some trouble down the line. 
Um, I also like to say that um, compromise is really nothing that you should be doing while you're single and you're dating, or single and dating. Compromise is something that you should be doing in a, in a long-term committed relationship, right? Where it's really part of that give and take uh, aspect of, of, of a relationship. So if you're single and you're dating, no compromising. Okay, if you've put down a list of 10 non-superficial requirements, he or she better meet those or else find someone else. Amen. Amen. And, and the best way to find someone with your list is to become your list. Amen. So if you want someone who's kind, guess what? Yeah. Guess, guess who should become kind first. Yeah. It's yeah. the best way. See, you can't be walking around looking for someone to right. rescue you. That's right. You know, you should be walking around looking for someone who you can match. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. So the first thing to do, once you've written down your list, they must faithfully attend church. Make sure you yeah. are faithfully attending yeah. church. Yeah. Amen? amen? I said they say amen. You attract, they say you attract the person that you are, right? So if you want a generous person, you want a generous husband, you want a generous wife, are you generous? Be generous. Okay. And as you do that, you will enter into a relationship that's long-lasting. And, you know, this is what we're trying to do. We're not trying... Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think I should say this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Relationships are not an endurance test. Now, Pastor, I'm just holding on. (laughs) Suffering for Jesus. (laughs) At some point, you just say, okay, you know what? At this point, I'm just going to endure and stick it out for the children. Have you ever heard that? I'm just going to stay for our Antoine. I'm just going to stay for the kids because this thing is not working. That's not what God called you to. And this is why we are saying these things because we want you to get into a marriage that's fulfilling that's long-lasting. That is exciting. Yeah. And there is a place where you can enjoy your marriage. You know, I've heard a lot of people uh, give advice to single people and say, man, you don't want to get married. It gets rough. No, it's awesome. I enjoy being married. I love the relationship that I have with my wife. I love being married. And guess what? I would encourage every single one of you to get married. Watch this to the right person. That's right. That's right. Because I've seen other people married to the wrong person. And here's something else that may have been said before. It's better. Someone say it's better. It's better. To be single. single. In fact, no, it's not better. It's a million times better. A million times better. To be single than to be married to the wrong person. Because, man, it can be hell on earth if you're married to the wrong person. Especially for Christians. Because guess what? The pastor is saying, stick it out, Baba. That's what the Bible says. (laughs) Stick it out, chief. (laughs) So I'm trying to help you before you get to that place of sticking it out to pick the right person. And this is how you do it. You have a list of requirements that are based on character. You have a list of requirements. I mean, I was dealing with a couple counseling them overseas in the States, and their issue down the road five years after being married was, you know, the husband wanted children. There's a list of requirements. Non-negotiable. He always envisioned himself having kids and, you know, being a a father of uh, 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 children and also seeing his grandchildren before he checks out and goes to heaven. But the wife didn't want to have children. She didn't think it was important. She said to him, dude, we can just get cats and dogs and we'll be all right. And guess what? She wasn't going to have kids. And this should have been listed as a non-negotiable requirement before the fact. 
And now they have to deal with it five years into the marriage. So these are some of the things that you kind of have to deal with. You kind of have to list down. Know where you are. You know, some of you have already had children and you are, you know, at a place where you're not planning to have more children. Man, put it on your requirement. I want to meet someone who has already have children or someone who does not want to have children. You know, and you put it down. I'm just looking for friendship. I'm looking for a life, uh, long-lasting marriage, friendship. That's just going to be us. We're not trying to have, you know, kids. And you put it down and be clear so that going into the future, there won't be any, you know, unmet needs that will create confusion in the marriage. Amen? Amen. Number three. I am happy and successful being single. Yep. I enjoy my life, my work, my family, my friends, and my own company. I am living the life that I want, and I'm not seeking a relationship out of desperation yeah. and need. Man, you need to be at a place where you have something to offer, and you're not looking for someone to rescue you. Because here's what we always say, you know, when it comes to marriage and relationships. A marriage relationship is not a give-and-take relationship. It is a give-and-give relationship. So you need to be at a place where, you know, you are happy with yourself. You're not looking for someone to come and help you out of your misery. You know, you're already happy and you see, because here's what happens. If you walk down the aisle, sad, single and sad, yep. you're going to be married and, and mad. mad. You're going to be married and mad. Because okay. guess what? When you walk down the aisle, there's not some form of uh, metamorphosis that takes place. And, you know, you walk down sad, you walk down desperate, you walk down angry, you walk down bitter, and then ooh, this thing happened <laughs> on you on the aisle. And you walk down, now you're a different person. No, the same person that walked down the aisle is the same person you're going to live with in marriage. Amen. So if they walk down bitter, guess what? They're going to be bitter in marriage. Amen? So you need to make sure that you are happy yeah. and successful, yeah. watch this, at being single. Oh, yeah. Good. You know, you're not looking for someone to complete you because you're already complete. Amen. You're looking for someone to complement you on your Amen. journey. Amen? Amen? And there's a difference. Amen. And I think if I look at it and I look at my own personal life, so I speak from my own personal testimony, I think there's also benefit in getting married when you're slightly older. Um, I got married when I was 30. And then at that stage, I was, I was very comfortable in my singlehood. I mean, I had done the things that I really wanted to do. Um, I had, I had, I had st I'd studied for my master's. I'd done my master's. I'd, I'd traveled. I had a group of loving, supportive friends. I was, I was single and, and just full of joy, right? And, and, and so um, by the time that my dashing husband came along, I mean, he just, he just added a piece of the puzzle, Right? But, but I, in myself, was very comfortable in, in, in being single. And here I've got to say, guys, being single is not a curse. You know, sometimes, and only sometimes, I look at you single, singletons, and I'm like, yeesh, if only I was single, I could probably travel the world, right? Because the, the deal is this. When you get married and when you start having children, some things, um, your priorities change, and, and they change quite drastically, Right? So you can no longer go to the five-star uh, restaurant every day. You're now stuck with Spur. <laughs> Spur and your, and your two kids, right? And your Saturdays are filled with swimming when you could be going to the spa and chilling out with your friends. So enjoy being single. Enjoy it. Discover what your passions are. 
travel, get a passport, learn a new language, study, buy a house, buy a car. Do it all. Be comfortable in being you. Basically, be, be successful at being single. Because when you're successful at being single, you stop looking for someone to, you know, rescue you. Because guess what? Here's the thing. If you're at a place where you're desperate and you're looking for someone to rescue you, that's not going to happen because no man can do that for you. In fact, when they come, they're going to feel like you're a burden. And they may end up treating you like one. Yeah. And yeah. who up in here wants to be treated like a burden? I don't want, I don't want you know, like... Yeah. You know, I'm doing you a favor to be married to you. I don't want to be treated like that. But here's what happens when you don't have a successful and happy singlehood. Man, people are going to feel like they're doing you a favor getting married to you. But this thing is an equal partnership. Okay? You're all getting the benefit out of it. No one is doing the other a favor to be married to them. But if we are not happy and successful as a single person, you're going to be made to feel that way or you're going to try and make someone you know, feel that way. So be happy. Ask yourself as a quiz, am I single, yeah. you know, ready? Am I ready to mingle? Am I happy and successful at being single? Or I'm just looking for Prince Charming to come from somewhere and rescue me out of this poverty. <laughs> and that's a lot of, that's the prevailing mindset, unfortunately. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. So please make sure that you're happy and successful at being single. Number four. Man, we're running out we're running of time. Running out of time, but, but we'll be quick. Number four. I am ready and available and for available. commitment. Yeah. I have no emotional or legal baggage from a previous relationship. Yeah. My schedule, commitments, and lifestyle allow my availability to build a new relationship. Man, this is awesome. This is very important. Yeah. You know, you need to make sure that you've dealt with all the emotional baggage, you know, from your past relationships. Some people are still in love with their exes. That's an emotional baggage. Because when you bring it into the new relationship, guess what? You're not going to be able to give your 100%. Because your 50% is still stuck with your, in your previous relationship. Amen? And some people are still carrying hurts from their previous relationships. And they carry those hurts into this new relationship. And guess what? They are not able to fully express themselves because at the back of their mind, they're thinking, oh, he's just like, you know, my ex. So you need to detox yourself emotionally. You need to do what is called a, a he talks and a she talks. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and cleanse yourself of all the uh, uh, emotional baggage from the past. Does someone have a cell phone with the internet? I want someone to Google for me. Erica Badu, beg lady, and bring it to me. I want to read. Amen. I want to read these lyrics for you. I said it in the first service, but I didn't read yeah, the actual lyrics. I want. I want you. She she says some profound things concerning emotional baggage. Yeah. And I want to read it for you. You yeah, got something to say about emotional baggage? So, so for me, it's, um, I always I'm, I always like to bring it back to um, practicality and, and and practically what does this what does this mean, right? Uh, practically, it means that you you're going to have to ask yourself some, some hard questions, right? You're going to have to ask yourself, well, what behaviors um, do I need to modify before I get into a relationship? And, and practically, when you, if you've gotten out of a relationship and maybe really just didn't work out, I think you're going to have to leave yourself some time before you get into another relationship. Because I think a lot of issues arise from someone who, who's just so desperate to just get into another relationship and they haven't really dealt with the issues um, uh, that arose in their previous relationship. So, one, 
take time out to really just take stock of your life. Take stock of the behaviors, things that you haven't dealt with and, and deal with them before you quickly jump into a new relationship. I'm not going to read all of it. I'm okay. just going to read the interesting stuff. She says, bag lady. She's talking to the ladies, but, you know, this includes the men too. Mm -hmm. She says, bag ladies, you're going to hurt your back, dragging all them bags like that. That's what emotional baggage will do for you. It will hurt you, the person who's dragging, you know, the stuff. She says, one day when you get married, <coughs> he's going to say to you, uh, 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 you're crowding my space because you've got too much going on. You know, emotionally, uh, for those of you who've been married before, you need to make sure that you've dealt with uh, emotional baggage, your ex. How do you deal with the drama that comes from your ex? Are you on the phone all the time, dealing with the drama concerning the kids? Because that's bags. That's too much. One day he's going to say, man, you and your ex, man, this is too much. Because you're fighting about the kids every single day. Man, sometimes people are on their phones dealing with their exes and kids more than they are with the people that are in their current relationship. Because there's just too much drama, you know? Uh, it locks. But, you know, he says some, he says some, she says some cool stuff. You know, she says, uh, them bags are going to get in your way. When they see you coming, they take off running, you know, because they see all them bags. You know, you're trying to get into the bus. Man, them bags, are, they, them bags is too much. You can't get, you can't go yeah. places because can you're carrying something? a lot of bags. Can I add something to this? Uh -huh. so, 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 you know, I mean, Erica's obviously talking about physical bags that are quite evident. But, yeah. the, you know, when you've got emotional baggage, it, it, you, you, you project a certain um, uh, aura around you. And, and people can, have you ever been in a room with someone who's just depressed? Yeah. Or someone who's just got a low self-esteem? They don't have to say anything. Yeah. But you can just sense it. Yeah. Okay. So, so, yeah. So, let's translate the bags to what, yeah. you know, what we can actually sense. And she says, so, pack light. <laughs> so, you got to pack light. Amen? What does that mean? That means, you know, get, get rid, rid of, of all that stuff. Get rid of it. And make sure that, you know, you've, you've detoxed yeah. yourself of all emotional baggage. He says yeah. something else here. He says, I have no legal baggage. Oh, yeah. That's also critical. Yeah. You know, there's some of you who have separated, you have divorced but you still have a legal thing hanging over your head because you haven't legally separated. You haven't legally divorced. And you have too much going on. You know, I was uh, talking to someone in Atlanta just this past week, and they said to me, they said, Pastor, I'm going to need your prayers. I said, for what? They said, my finances. I said, okay, explain to me. What's going on? Are you a tither? Are you a giver? What's going on? What's wrong with your finances? They said, when I look at my finances, the biggest, uh, the second biggest uh, uh, expense on my budget is uh, uh, a child support. That's what they call it in the U.S. You know, when you give your ex money to look after the kids. And here's what he went on to say. He said, man, I can't wait for these little rascals to turn 18. Wait for them to get so even his relationship with his own kids yeah. is now a little bit messed up. Yeah. But legally, guess what? The government wants you to pay 1,500. How much is that in rand? 16 grand. <laughs> About 16 grand. You know, uh, uh, 16,000 rand. Legally, you're obligated to pay that every single month because you have a legal thing hanging over your head that you haven't dealt with. Well, how would I handle that? I think the most important thing, if you have gone through something like that and you have something hanging over your head that's like this, you need to play your cards open. When you meet someone, make sure you let them know that the second biggest uh, expense 
is going to be this child support. We have to deal with it. It's hanging over our heads. Amen? So this is real practical stuff. Yeah. And I know a lot of you are thinking, Pastor, we'll deal with it when we get married. No, no you don't want to no. get married you know, with someone that's got you know, stuff like this hanging over their head and you haven't yeah. you know, carefully uh, uh, come up with a way to deal with it. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. So these are some of the things, these are some of the questions you're going to have to ask as a single person yeah. in your dating season. You... I mean, you're not going to sit with someone and say, do you, uh, do you pay child support? <laughs> How much is your child support? No, you don't do that. You know, in a, in a more investigative manner, you know, are you single, single or single, you know? And, and no, what's the deal is, are there any kids? Yes, there are kids. Okay, what's the arrangement between That's you right. and That's your right. former, yeah. you know, wife, your ex-husband yeah. uh, concerning kids? Yeah. You know, is there drama going on? Do you have a clear, uh, 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 agreed-on plan on how you're going to deal with the kids, when to visit the kids, so that you know how to, you know, uh, uh, proceed into the future. Yeah. Amen? I know some uh, parents have, a, you know, an agreement Cheering with it. their uh, uh, exes that they come every weekend and take the child and so on and so forth. You need to have all that information ahead of time so that you can be ready for the relationship. Amen? And this is why it's going to be important for you to go through the whole dating season before you get into committed courtship. There are four seasons uh, of dating or to a successful marriage relationship. The first one is uh, dating, Christian dating. That means no touching, no kissing, no sex. It's called fornication in the Bible, and it's a sin. Hallelujah. The second one is called committed courtship, where you're actually, you know, excluding all the other people and you're now walking together as boyfriend and girlfriend. The third one is engagement, where you're at a place where you're planning and preparing to get married. And the fourth one is to get into that marriage relationship, where you walk down the altar and say, I do. Now, there's a difference between a relationship and marriage. Marriage is the institute where the husband is the head. You know, the wife submits to the husband and their children. And how you govern that institute is what is called marriage. The relationship starts from day one. And here I have to say, there are lots of people with a great one or the other and not both. You're supposed to have both. There are a lot of people with a great marriage institute. So the husband is the head of the home. The wife submits, and the children are taken care of, but there's no chemistry. They don't connect. They don't spend time together. There's no quality time. Amen? So they have a great marriage, but a bad, terrible relationship. And some people have a chemistry, man. They connect, they laugh, play together, hang out all the time, but a terrible marriage institute because the, the wife is now the head of the home. And she's sending everyone everywhere. Yeah. 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 This it's thing done chaos. messed up. Yeah. That's what they would say yeah, across the board. Like chaos. <laughs> it's chaos. They would say this thing done messed up. <laughs> you know? And you need to have both. Yeah, that's right. You need to have a great marriage and a great, great relationship, relationship to complement your marriage. Yeah. Amen? And for you to do that, you need to go through the whole uh, four seasons of dating all the way into marriage. Now, there's, no, there's not a specific time frame 
that you should date before you get married, but it should be long enough for you to learn about the other person. Yeah, Amen? Makes sense? Makes Because going into the marriage, you're going to need to know the person you're marrying. Yeah. Amen? Further to that, I think that the second part of that, of that checklist says, my schedule, commitments, and lifestyle allow my availability to build a new relationship. And, and this is something that I had to, um, again, speaking from personal experience, I had to uh, organize in my life. So I work in, a, in an industry that doesn't really allow for time for anything else but work, right? Um, I mean, I, I work uh, for an investment bank where if you go home at 11 p.m., you're working half day. Okay, so that's, that's how, how serious it is about working. And, and I quickly realized, um, just as uh, Pastor Tafara was checking me out, that I needed to rearrange some things in my life. And, um, and I, I needed to have some sort of work-life balance so that I would not only be able to um, succeed in my career, but I'd also be able to spend the much-needed quality time with him to get to know him, to get to know who this guy is. To get to know, do I really want to marry this guy? Does he meet the 10 non-superficial requirements on my list? Because guess what, guys? I could never have known this at 12 p.m. behind my computer. Maybe SMSing him once in a while on WhatsApp. We probably wouldn't even be married, actually. Or met, actually, right? And so it's quite important to you, people whose career is very important to you, to, to realize that you have to strike a balance. You need to have that work-life balance. You need to prioritize your relationship and have that much needed quality time so that you may really get to know people, uh, your, 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 your spouse or the person you're dating. And what does this mean practically, right? Some of you are gonna need to speak to your bosses about your work conditions, you know? Perhaps it's coming in early. Perhaps it's working at home. Perhaps it's uh, work sharing with your team members. And if that doesn't work, perhaps you need to come and we need to pray for a new job, okay? Because you, if there's anything I want to leave you guys with today, it's you need to get your work-life balance right. Yeah, I mean, some people who have worked in the consulting field, mm. some of our pastors here were yeah. consultants before. I mean, these dudes would work from, what, five till, like, midnight. Yeah. And that's, and that's on a good not, day. That's on a good day. <laughs> you know, and even when it's midnight, emails are still coming yeah. in, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it's really rough, and you're not going to be able to function in a marriage okay. relationship with that kind of lifestyle. So you need a work-life yeah. uh, balance that, you know, can accommodate the That's next right. person into your relationship. Okay, we're going to go to the fifth one, and next week we'll deal with five other uh, uh, things in the singles, na singles, singles readiness quiz. Amen. Hallelujah. I am satisfied with my work mm -hmm. or my career. Mm -hmm. My work is fulfilling. It supports my lifestyle, yeah. and it does not interfere with my availability for a new relationship. Key phrase, my availability for a new relationship. That's I think right. we briefly talked yeah. about it, but I have a friend. Uh, in fact, I was preaching for him in Atlanta, Sonny Pettiford. He's a relationship expert. Now, listen to this. I was listening to him you know, send out a quote in the U.S. for some of the things that he does, and if you go onto his website, you'll be able to see this. For some of the people who have done it the wrong way and they now want to come back to him for help, it, he charges 4,000 US dollars for a three-day, uh, you know, one-on-one uh, uh, -on -one session from eight to, how much is that in, in, in rand? Let's, let's put things in perspective. About 56,000 rand? Yeah, he charges about 56,000 rand 
to fix what we're trying to help you with before you mess it up. Amen. Amen? So it's going to cost you. But here's what he said to me. He said out of the couples that he helps, 99% of them never list down when he asked them to jot down what their problem is in the marriage. 99% of them never list quality time as a problem. And he says, yet out of all the 99% of the cases that he deals with, quality time is the problem. You know, if there's an affair, he, he, pick, he, he noticed that most of the time it's because there's no quality time. Because this dude has gone to work, he spends eight hours with Sister Bettina at work. <laughs> And Sister Bettina is making all the coffee. Yeah. She's photocopying everything and yeah. binding it. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. And bring it to his desk. Oh, yeah. And offer prayers. Oh, yeah. Lay hands on him. Every day. Every single day. And then he comes home. And when he gets home, he has to play with the kids, change their diapers, take them to bed, read the bedtime story. By the time he's done with that, they only have about five minutes, at most five, okay. you know, between the two of them to just kind of have some quality time. And then that's the reason why Sister Bettina is now all of a sudden appealing. So what's the root cause? The, they think the root cause is Sister Bettina. No, she's not the problem. The problem is quality time. They are not intentional about spending time with each other. This is why we encourage people in this church to go on vacations, to spend time together, you know, as uh, husband and wife. And I think the children's ministry are actually coming up with a thing where all the parents can come here and drop off their kids and and go for a date for a fee. Of course, for a fee. But, but uh, further to that, you, you married couples with children. We're planning an event where you can leave your children here. We'll watch a movie, have popcorn with your children. You pay a fee, of course, but you better make sure you take your wife out on a good dinner date. Okay? Why? Because we're trying to get you to have some quality time yeah. between okay. husband and wife. Because we've realized quality time is a problem, yeah. particularly in a city like Joburg, where everyone is busy, everyone is on the go. If you're not intentional about quality time, other problems will start to creep in. And if you don't fix this quality, being intentional about spending time together. And again, I have to say, this does not include you watching Manchester United. I'm at home. I'm always at home with you. But I'm watching. I love how the guys are laughing. It's making them uncomfortable. You're exposing them. I had to say it. Because if you said it. Thank you. so, So this means, you know, just sitting down. And putting down your phone mm-hmm. yep. on silent or leave it at home. You know, I've, I've, have you ever gone out on a date? And you know, I always go out with the, on a date with my wife and we're sitting there trying to eat sushi and we see another couple walking. <laughs> they're on a date, technically, but they're both on their phones. <laughs> yeah. So you're still connected to Sister Bettina. <laughs> I hope there's no one called Bettina in this church. <laughs> Pastor? There's nothing. Pastor, you threw me under the bus, you know. Because, <laughs> I mean, if you're still on the phone, you're still connected yeah, to the world right. and to the business of the world. So, for singles, make sure you're satisfied with your work and that they, you know, there's some time, there's some availability for a new relationship. How can you tell there's some availability for a new relationship? Do you have time to go out by yourself? Do you have time to do other things besides work 
and series. <laughs> you know, what's the latest one these days? Suits. World <laughs> and 24. Is 24 the new one? Yeah. Suits, yeah. <laughs> you know, from work to suits in front of the TV and back to work. And That's it. Then you don't have enough time for a relationship. You're not ready for a relationship. But if you have time to do other things, to connect with other people, you're definitely ready for a relationship. Amen? And this we do because we want you, single people, to get married and be successful at it. And not come back to us and say, you know, Pastor T, I'm just now staying for the kids. Because that hurts both the listener and uh, the one who's spelling it out. Amen? So I'm going to ask my beautiful wife to pray uh, for all the single people. We want to pray that God will bring the right people, the right person into your life. Amen? Amen. We want to pray that uh, God may begin to make some time in your life. God may begin to send in your way. Uh, the golden connectors that you need for you to meet the the right person that will bring fulfillment into your life. The right person that will help you reach your destiny. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we just want to thank you for this word this morning. Lord, right now we just want to lift up all our singles in the house here this morning. Father, we just want to pray for wisdom for our singles. As you say in your word in James 1 verse 5, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of you who gives liberally. Father, right now we pray for a liberal download of wisdom from you, Father. Supernatural wisdom, Lord. To know the right person in the right season and at the right time that they should marry. Father, we pray even for wisdom as they put together their list of at least 10 non-superficial requirements, Lord. Father, we pray that you may just open up their hearts and their minds, Father, to know exactly what it is that they need to look out for in a man, Father, in a woman, Father. And Lord, we just want to lift up um, their lives to you, Father. Lord, we want to thank you for an enjoyment of life, even right now as they're single, Father. Lord, we want to pray for finances, resources, to really just enjoy life, Lord. To travel, to see things, to experience new things, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, we prayed. And Father, we just want to pray for all the careers the um, jobs, the um, 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 enterprises that are, that are represented right now in this room, Father. Lord, we want to thank you even for a rearrangement, a reprioritizing of their jobs, of their work and their careers. Father, thank you for boldness to speak up to their bosses, to their colleagues about making a, a good shift in work-life balance. And, and Father, even, we even pray for jobs opportunities. We pray for doors of opportunities for the perfect job, in the perfect place, even with the perfect perks, Father, that they will allow them to have this balance, Lord. And Father, we just want to thank you, Lord. We want to thank you for doing it, Father. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for doing it. And uh, we also want to encourage all of you, couples who are already married, and have not done a marriage class. This is a place where you can learn more about marriage. And this is what I always say to couples. You should at least invest one thing into your marriage every year. If it's not a marriage class, it's a marriage seminar. If it's not that, just just invest something into your marriage. Learn more about how to love each other better. Amen? In this class, you will learn about uh, the love languages, Some of you have been trying to buy your wife gifts when a love language is quality time. Some of you have been trying to spend quality time with her when a love language is uh, 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 
words of affirmation. And you don't realize, listen, I keep buying her perfumes, but she's never grateful. No, she wants you to lyric here. But you're not going to learn that if you don't take time to invest into these classes. Amen. So please take time out and uh, join us for the class. Uh, it's tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. I would encourage all the couples to sign up and come through. Let's have fun. Let's enjoy. And uh, so that we can stay married happily ever after. Amen. And so that's for the couples every Monday at 6.30 p.m. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, Lord. And for the rest of you, remember these words from 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7. For we walk by faith and not by sight. We love you. God bless you.